0: I'm Seth Peterson.
1: Hi, I'm Debbie I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm George
0: Roberts. This is Jessalyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet. Hi, this is Shannon
1: Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin Pets. Talkin Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch.
0: John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch.
2: And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from Pets Incredible is...
1: Kelly Payne.
2: Here to answer your training questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. The show is produced by Ms. Amanda Page. Hey there, Johnny Boy. Hi, Mandy. And when you call into the network, Business Talk Radio, and ask a question, you'll speak with our producer, Mr. Zach Budin, at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. But we welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. A special guest is calling in straight from London, live, and we're going to be talking with her. Her name is Tony. She is the author of The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. And we're going to be giving away a couple of the books as well from Hubble and Hattie. That is the publishing company, The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. So once again, I'm John Patch.
3: I'm Kelly i And Amanda Cage.
2: And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch.
1: I'm Kellyanne Payne. And Amanda Page.
2: 866-606-TALK is the number. 866-606-8255. That's Miss Kelly Clarkson. You don't know much about me? You don't know a bit about me? You don't know what? Oh,
1: I know a lot about you, John. (laughs) Don't you worry.
2: Yeah, you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's all good,
2: though. 866-606-TALK. It'll all be out in the book one day. We love you. <laughs> Somebody does. eight six 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 zero six eighty two fifty five. 606 8255 I want to uh, shout out and say a big hello to WVWI, in, uh, and that's in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Welcome to the show. We're glad to have you guys on as a new station to the show. So, Excellent. Uh, everybody in the Virgin Islands, a big shout out and a big hello. But give us a call at 866-606-TALK. That's eight six 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 zero six eighty two fifty five. 606 and uh, Kellyanne Payne, we do have a special guest joining us from London in a little bit. And we're going to be talking about the spelling the Myths of Dog Training. And it's a book put out by Hubble and Hattie. And the name of the book is called The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. And we're going to be giving away a couple of the books and all. And uh, we're going to be talking with the author, Tony. And she's going to tell us a little bit about her background. And, and I know you're familiar with the, is it called T-Touch? Or is it Pellington?
1: Tellington T-Touch.
2: Tellington T-Touch, that's the way it's referred?
1: Uh, A lot of people abbreviate to T-Touch.
2: Okay, and you work with that, right?
1: I have. I've done uh, Tellington T-Touch classes and whatnot. I find it fascinating. I've never went through any sort of certification, though.
2: Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that because I guess she works with training dogs with the Tellington T-Touch as well as uh, working with
1: wolves. It's fascinating. It really is. Really? Yeah.
2: Tell us just a little bit about what it's about, though. I mean...
1: Um, A lot of people... Uh, uh, the general perception is that it's 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 very much related to uh, massage calming the dog um, or horse. I, I've seen it a I've, lot of it. I've heard horses. it's done in horses, yeah. Um, or any animal it works on, and it, they're it, it's a beautiful hands-on working relationship that you develop with the animals. Literally hands-on, where you're helping them become much more at ease. Um, I know it's work uh, A lot of trainers use it for animals who have. Uh, uh, arthritis or some sort of um, uh, tactile sensitivity.
2: Well I know if I'm getting massage, <laughs> I'm very relaxed and it's just like okay, it's
1: pretty Im- All the
2: worries I, go away. I,
1: I've, I've seen demonstrations where dogs who were truly reactive to being touched you know, aggressively um, were just very quickly pacified with the technique. It was, it was very impressive.
2: And, and like I said, you know, I heard that they do it, the Tellington T-Touch in, um, in horses, but yes. have you seen it done in cats? I have. Have you? I have. Yeah, cause cats aren't always the easiest to, to work with. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and they get to a point, more so than dogs, you'll notice that, and it happens a lot with training with cats too, is that, you know, when you get to that point where that cat doesn't want it anymore,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> don't force it. Uh,
1: <laughs> this is very true. Because the
2: cat's kind of like, I'm done. This is it for me.
1: Yeah, I'm good. Uh huh.
2: Exactly. Okay, that was enough for me. That's sort
1: of their attitude overall, though, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, that
2: that that is true. That is true. But when it's coming to massage, though, I'm never done. No. Are you done? What?
1: You can't be done. (laughs) It really focuses on specific pressure points that are pleasurable for the animal. Um, So, like particular, I I I remember most uh, my most recent one was where they were doing these ear slides on dogs. And I was like, "Oh, that must feel amazing for the dogs, because <laughs> it looks like it would feel amazing if somebody did it to me." It felt, it looked, and the dog just sort of melted right in front of the audience's eyes. It was really neat.
2: So overall, in the end, it's a happy one. Mm, yeah. Eight six 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 zero six. Eight six 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 zero six. 82.55, but we are going to have actually tony showburn coming on and she's going to be coming she's actually at shakespeare in the park right now Ooh. so um in england yeah in england so that's kind of cool which yeah. I, I guess right now we are at 5 p.m eastern standard time so and it's around 10 p.m there i guess yep um so she's uh, enjoying the end of shakespeare so she's going to be joining us right after that to talk about her book and the wolves and stuff like that and how she's been training for all these years so, we'll find out a little bit more about her coming up. And we are going to give away a couple of her books, too. And it's, Kellyanne and I were talking about before we came on the air, it was the pictures in the book, which oh, are absolutely fantastic. breathtaking. And if you like wolves, and I love wolves. Yep. I mean, we worked here with this show, with Talking Pets, way back when, when they were trying to reintroduce wolves back into the country, in certain parts of the country. We worked very diligently here with the show in promoting and PR and stuff like that and interviewing and trying to get people with petitions to actually get these wolves reenacted back into the wild, which they were. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, there's always been complaints where farmers and ranchers are saying, oh, it's killing my cows or my sheep or whatever, but which is strange because, you know, I'm not going to say there hasn't been occurrences because there has, but it's it's weird Like with a human being, it's been shown that a wolf will go around the scent rather than even cross it, the scent of a human.
1: I believe there's only been one instance where, one recorded instance where a human was attacked by wolves.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. And it was very recently. Absolutely amazing. And that's probably the heat.
1: (laughs) It's in Alaska, I think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's getting hot out there, though, too, so (laughs) everything's changing. Do you see what's going on in Canada, in Calgary?
1: No. You know, our hearts
2: go out to everybody there. All those people losing their homes in the downtown oh. area, flooded, and yes, you know, it's like rivers just flowing from nowhere, just flooding out the entire city. It's
1: crazy. Oh, I know. I've my friends in uh, Colorado, um, very close to those wildfires out there, just
2: makes just you wonder what's going on. <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie that's out now called "This Is the End," which is probably one of my funniest movies that I've seen in a long time, it's absolutely hysterical. But it kind of deals with the yeah (laughs) yeah it's like kind of the apocalypse and you know the good people are taken away and the bad people are left to deal with Satan here on Earth and I'm kind of wondering with the fires and the floods Mm. and everything else going on you know and next thing and I'm not even saying next thing diseases that are popping up and viruses and stuff and I just uh, screened actually I I do reviews which in in the other hour of the program we talk a little bit about but World War Z with Brad Pitt and it evolves around you know rabies. And um, so you kind of
1: wasn't that a Will Smith movie? Um, I don't know. I I where he's like the lone man left on Manhattan.
2: Oh, The Legend. Yeah. I am Legend. I am, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that was one too. But this one is like kind of zombies. Oh. Um, and they yeah. overtake the world, not just not just
1: not just Manhattan. <laughs> no, not just the United
2: <laughs> States or the entire world. And it's pretty crazy. It's an okay movie, but. Once again, we're going to be talking with Tony Shelbourne. She's coming on next. It's the truth about wolves and dogs. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch.
1: I'm Kelly Kellyanne Payne. And Amanda Page.
2: 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. Once again, this is
0: Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets, struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com and come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com dyson the new dyson animal backs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust dirt and pet hair from the home or car to order your dyson animal back go to petliferadio.com forward slash dyson petliferadio.com forward slash dyson to order your dyson animal back today dyson music to your ears
2: Tellington T-Touch companion animal practitioner and has worked professionally with dogs since 1989. In 2001, her work took her to the UK Wolf Conservation Trust where she was introduced to a pack of socialized wolves. She went on to work with the pack for 10 years as a senior wolf handler and education officer. Through her time with these animals, Tony developed a unique insight into their behavior leading to her questioning ingrained ideas about alpha theory. Tony has written for several national dog magazines, and this is her first book. The book is called The Truth About Wolves and Dogs, and it's put out by Hubble and Hattie. It's available, I would imagine, in bookstores and online. And live from London right now, from Shakespeare in the Park, <laughs> we want to introduce Tony Shelbourne. Hey, Tony, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing fine. How are you?
2: It's nice to have you on the show with us, and uh, I appreciate you joining us. And I want to introduce you to uh, Kellyanne Payne.
3: Hi, Tony. Hi,
2: And then our producer, Amanda Page.
3: Hi there, how are you? I'm doing good, thank you.
2: And, of course, uh, America.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, America. Very excited to be speaking to you.
2: It's great to have you on with us. And, you know, the book, actually, uh, Kellyanne and I were talking about, because I know you were, are you at Shakespeare right now? are oh, you worried?
3: i'm being typically english today i'm seeing shakespeare in a stately home outdoor drinking pims <laughs> so i'm that <laughs> stereotypical british person today <laughs> that's
2: pretty cool uh, and um how's the weather out there in 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 london
3: too cold it's cold today it's supposed really? to be nice and warm but no it's cold but the rain held off thank goodness
2: well, we produced the show from Tampa Bay, Florida, and it's probably about 95 degrees it's here right now. Oh, don't. <laughs>
3: jealous. It's
2: very hot. Uh, we were going to actually produce the show today from my pool, <laughs> but we just thought the equipment wouldn't work in the water.
3: Oh, don't rub it in, please.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. You're sitting there drinking, so...
3: That's true. It's fair, it's fair. It is much later here in London.
2: Yeah. I love London, by the way. I had the opportunity to go out there a couple of years ago, and it's absolutely breathtaking. <laughs> i got to ask you, your book, it is available. I said it's available in bookstores, and it's available online, correct?
3: Yes, it is,
2: yes. And it's called The Truth About Wolves and Dogs, and it is put out by... Uh, uh Hubble in Haiti, so it is available uh, online and available in bookstores. And I understand that I mean first of all, Kelly uh, Kellyanne and I were talking about the pictures in the book are absolutely mm-hmm. breathtaking.
3: Um uh, may no, they're just wonderful, yeah. Very who, proud of them.
2: Who did the uh the photography
3: for the book? Well, you know, I just called in lots of favours from lots of friends. So there's a few in there from some very, very good wolf photographers like Monty Sloan from Wolf Park in America. A friend of mine, Oliver Matler, who's in Germany, who works with wolves. Um, friends from the Wolf Trust who are really good photographers, like Lee Piper, and um, and also then the dog side. You know, I just called in favours and lots of people I know, and was so lucky that they let me use them. So yeah, I'm really pleased with them. They're really stunning and they really make the book. And I wasn't going to put that many pictures in the in the book. Um, and Jude from Hubble and Hattie was like, "No, you have to put loads of pictures." And I'm so glad I did because I think it really makes it.
2: Oh, big time! Uh, I mean, like I said, the photography is absolutely gorgeous. And another thing, too, is that is it true? I understand, like, I think it's as of July 1st, you've got some YouTube videos coming out on the book?
3: I do. A lovely friend of mine who runs a media company over here was just, I said to him, look, I think this could make a really good TV series. He was like, it's so got legs, you've got to do something. So we approached some people and they said, well the best thing to do is get some webisodes as they call them, onto onto YouTube build an audience and see whether there's a demand to have a TV series about the book, which I think would be fantastic. So the first one comes out 1st of July hopefully. There'll be one a week for a month, there's four of them Um, and you can just put in the title of the book, The Truth About Wolves and Dogs, into YouTube, and you should find them. And it just gives you a flavor of the book. So we're looking at um, the relationship, why I wrote the book, the relationship between man and, and, um, and modern dogs. So we interview a friend of mine, um, Steve Waters, who's a shepherd and with his working dogs. We look at dog communication as well. So it just, just gives you a little bit of an idea of what the book's about. So hopefully then that will encourage you to go and look at the book uh, fully.
2: If people want to follow you on Twitter, are you hashtag Tony uh, Shelborne?
3: I am, yes. And also the book has its own Facebook page, which is The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. So, yeah, find me and then you'll find out loads more information about myself and the book.
2: The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. 866-606-TALK is our number. We're going to give away a copy of the book right now. Call in to Zach Buden, our producer. And compliments from uh, Hubble and Hattie and, of course, Tony Shelbourne. We're going to send you out a copy of the book, The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. Be the third caller, number three call to call in right now at 866-606-8255. Eight six 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 zero six. talk and the book is yours. It's a great book, great photography, great writing, and a lot of information and facts, of course, about wolves and dogs and training. What exactly brought you about? Was it your love for wolves and all, Tony, that made you write the book and you know, brought you to put pen to paper?
3: Well, you know, I just spent so much time observing the wolves, and I got to see them, you know, at dawn and dusk when they're most active. I got to see them in all aspects of their life in a whole yearly cycle. And I just kept looking and going wolves don't you know you're always told dogs do this because wolves do it and I just kept looking and going they don't do what they're supposed to be doing what what people tell you and then I had access to all the best wolf biologists in the world and their cutting edge information and new research And I just thought I need to open a debate and just change people's perception even I can just get people to change the words They change the word from having a dominant dog to having a gregarious dog. So it makes you think of them in a more softer way rather than you thinking you have to, you know, be harsh with them and, 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 you know, Dogs are like children. They do push boundaries. But, you know, it's normal. And we don't flatten our children on the floor for being a little bit pushy and a little bit in your face, do we? (laughs) So it's, (laughs) you know, I just want people to think of them as as their pack at home, if they have a pack, as a family unit that work cooperatively. Um, There isn't all this big strife. Look at the history of where all this information, this misinformation has come from, so that they can make an informed choice on how they manage their dogs and their packs at
2: home well tony don't go away we're going to take a little break we come back we're going to speak uh, further with tony Shelbourne. she is the author of the truth about wolves and dogs it's put up by hubble and hattie you can find it online you can find it in bookstores you can visit her website the truth about wolves or her facebook page the truth about wolves and dogs and uh also you can hashtag her there hashtag it hashtag at tony uh tony Shelborne. so check it out but Actually, the third caller is going to get a copy of the book, 866 606 8255. If you're the third call to call in, 866 606 8255. Once again, I'm John Patch.
1: I'm Kelly M. Payne. And Amanda Page.
2: And again, we're speaking with Tony Shelburne, the author of The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. This is Talking
0: Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Yeah! Are you crazy about cats? If so, check out The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition. This clever how-to manual for cats, written by a cat named Quasi, contains more laughs than should be allowable in one book and is poignantly underscored by the combative yet loving relationship between Quasi and his human. The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, is guaranteed to have you laughing your tail off. So, treat yourself to a copy today. Available from Amazon. Your dog digs a hole under your fence. And the next thing you know, protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G, D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. If we want to hear from you, listen in. We're on every Thursday, one o'clock Pacific Time, four o'clock Eastern Time here on petliferadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. So you can call in at 877 385 8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at petliferadio.com, and hopefully, we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio.
2: With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. And joined by Kellyanne Payne in Perryville, Arkansas. State wildlife officials have removed a mute swan and its four hybrid offspring from Harris, Brake Lake, in Perry County. The agency says they were removed because they pose a threat to the genetic integrity of the native trumpeter swan population. Kellyanne?
1: In Conway, Arkansas, a 30-pound pet monkey busted out of his steel cage at a veterinary clinic and played with a large orange house cat before he was coaxed back by police of, oh, the police officers. An alarm was triggered Tuesday when Joey and a macaque broke out of the Chestnut Animal Clinic.
2: In Wilsonville, Oregon, thousands of dead and dying bees were found in the parking lot of a shopping center. A preliminary investigation indicates blooming trees in the lot were recently sprayed with an insecticide toxic to bees. Makes you wonder if it's toxic to the bees. What's it doing to us?
1: I know. Uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, Bob and Liz Bush, the owners of Buckley's Mountainside Canoes, have roped off a parking space where a large female snapping turtle has laid clutches of eggs in the dirt. The Morning Sun was reporting.
2: In Grand Island, Nebraska, an animal rights organization wants to take its campaign to the state fair. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals applied for a booth at this year's fair, which will run August 23rd through September 2nd.
1: In Wilmington, North Carolina, the North Carolina Coastal Land Trust is offering a $1,500 reward to find the thief who stole more than 1,000 Venus fly traps valued at $20,000 from the Stanley Redder Carnivorous Plant Garden.
2: In Macon, Georgia, an alligator found this week is the uh, third one this month, according to the Telegraph. Now, abundant rain during mating season could explain the multiple gator reports, according to authorities.
1: In Water Valley, Mississippi, three Yabalusha County men pleaded guilty to poaching wild turkeys. Jeffrey Reeves, Randall Byford, and Anthony Davis will each serve 10 days in the county jail.
2: And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch.
1: I'm Kellyanne Payne And Amanda Page.
2: The number to call is 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. So pick up the phone and give us a call. Don't forget you can join us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to our website, TalkinPets.com. T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. TalkinPets.com. Click on the icons at the top of the homepage. That is for Facebook and Twitter and become part of our family. And don't forget there's a lot of information as well as information about the truth about wolves and dogs right there on the homepage of TalkinPets.com. Check it out under the news section, as well as a lot of press releases and stuff that most people normally don't get to see. But once again, you are listening to Talkin' Pets. Pick up the phone, give us a call, 866-606-8255.
1: start, you were a thief, you stole my heart, and I, your willing victim, I let you see the parts of me that weren't all that pretty, and with every touch, you fixed them, now you've been talking in your sleep, oh, oh, things you never say to me, oh, oh, tell me
2: and once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch.
1: Kellyanne Payne. And Amanda
2: Page. We're speaking with Tony Shelbourne, live from London. She is talking about her book, The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. We gave away uh, two copies. We gave away a copy of the book, complimentary to Bob in Duluth, Minnesota. Congratulations, Bob, as well as Gordon in Humboldt, Tennessee. So congratulations, guys. You're getting a copy of the book. Great photography in this book and a great read and a lot of information about training. Tony, when we're talking about wolves and dogs and all, and a lot of people will say, and you hear it from trainers and so on and so forth, and people will say, oh, well, your dog was domesticated from the wolf pack. True? False? False?
3: Well, all the evidence so far is that all dogs have come from wolves. Um, and there's nothing yet that's proved other than that.
2: You know what always mystifies Um, me though, Tony, is that, that, that little wolf, that little Chihuahua wolf. (laughs) You know, when you, when you look at something like a Labrador (laughs) or Uh German Shepherd or something like that, you kind of think, oh, okay, it's possible. But then you look at this little guy, the Chihuahua or the Yorkie or something like that, and like, was, was that like a miniature wolf?
3: Well, what happens is very quickly... Have you heard of the um, the experiment they did in Russia where they yeah. only bred silver foxes for temperament? It's, yes, it's fascinating. Yeah, and it, what, they ha- what happened was they only bred the tamest wolves, but very quickly what happened is they had a shift in, in the size, in the coloration, in the, the ears drooped, and they started to change really quickly. So you could actually see how changes could happen in a very short amount of time if you selectively bred for one thing or another so you've ended up with all these fascinating shapes so you've probably started off with a few very ancient breeds like chow chows and you know tibetan terriers and basengis and things like that and then you've been able to diversify from those so i think it's probably been quite easy actually and remember it's been a long time <laughs> what's your
2: opinion about because uh, again there's different trainers have different methods and so on and so forth but a lot of people will refer to that in a household amongst humans and dogs or whatever, kids, cats, whatever. That there's always got to be an alpha in the household. Is that is that true?
3: Well, if you look at wolf packs, what's happened is that the alpha theory is being disproved. We know that it's mum, dad, and the kids. So of course, mum and dad are going to be in a role of coaching, of guiding, of disciplining. But you know, it's not done in an aggressive manner because wolves. You know, if you have aggression within a wolf pack, the wolf pack doesn't work but think of how you how you coach your children and how you discipline your children and how you keep order and how you work as a family unit that's what you should be doing so think of change those words to being a a coach a guide a teacher rather than an alpha and your whole attitude will change and then your relationship with your dog will improve
2: And what do you think about in the training methods of things? In in your book, The Truth About Wolves and and Dogs, uh, you talk about it, but in in the training aspects of personalities versus characters versus breeds, I mean, maybe something like a working dog would be trained a little bit differently than what is classified as maybe a sporting dog or a toy dog.
3: I mean, of course, you've got the different roles that they have, however, you know, it, it all the time think about you know you just reward based being co- you know using those that that latent cooperation that they want with you so again you don't have to use those harsh methods at all whether it's a, I mean my friend Steve who trains his his working um, colleagues to, to work the sheep he does it all by allowing the dogs to have experiences uh, socialising them around the, 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 the sheep, working them very gently and slowly, there's no dominance used just because he's got working dogs, it's all used by he's using his older dog to teach his newer dog so again it's, it's going back to that role of being a parent, of coaching, guiding, instead of going, well, you must do this and I have to be really harsh on you to do this to make you do that. Because if you use aggression and you tell the dogs off too much, they just it just knocks all the character out of them, knocks that trust out of them. And actually what you're doing is going back to what we, we know is, is called the false method, which they used in gun dog training back in the 1800s. Which is where a lot of these ideas came from of you know, you have to, you can't let them get away with anything, you have to have them walking by your side, you can't you know, all these these old theories that we have. It's all a rebranding from this old method. Somehow we've got a rebranding somewhere and we've kind of brought in the Rudolf Schrenkels research that he had in the 40s, which coined the terms alpha, beta and all of those. But actually, you know, it's it's still the old gun dog training methods from the 17 and 1800s.
2: When do you think actually you should start training a dog? I mean, is there a certain age in your opinion, or oh, is it as soon as you bring them home? they
3: sponges. They can learn stuff at weeks of age. So, it's, again, it's all about guiding them and allowing them to get things right, letting them be successful. So, showing them what you want them to do, not what you don't want them to do. So, instead of waiting for them to do something bad and hammering for them for it, guiding them into the right choice. So, you know, I've seen six-week-old puppies who can learn to lie quietly on their bed, can learn sit and, you know, and other commands. And it's all about how you do it. And it's about, you know, doing it in little pieces so that you're not, you know, so their concentration can be, um, you know, tapped into. Because, of course, like humans, even adult dogs will only be able to learn something for about 20 minutes before they get a little bit brain-dead. And, of course, puppies are little <laughs> tiny bits. So you can just do little tiny bits of training, just throughout the day, just a minute here and there. And they will soak it up and they will absolutely love it because they love to learn at that age. And they love to learn all through their lives.
1: Every interaction you have with your dog from the moment it's born is a learning experience for them. Absolutely. So. Yeah.
3: yeah, And they learn in one experience. So, you know, make that a good experience.
2: Exactly. When you're saying, though, that they, that they learned from an early, or an early age, mm-hmm. do they remember? I mean, because some people will say, okay, the dog did this, but they don't remember five minutes from now.
3: Well, you know what? You know, if you think about a dog who's had a bad experience, they learn from that one bad experience. So, for example, if a firework went off next to a dog at any age, and that scared them because that's in their personality to be scared by noises they're always going to be frightened of fireworks unless we help them to overcome that with patience and using things like the tellington touch method etc so yeah they remember and you know what i you know my dog remembers things so well you know it's usually all the wrong things but she'll remember where there's a piece of food she's found on a walk and she'll go and recheck it every day just to see if it's there again you know so yeah i think they, they definitely do learn through one experience
1: and I think what you might be referring to is their ability to associate your reaction with Absolutely. the behavior that they that they're probably in the instance you're talking about is that they're being scolded for, or reprimanded for.
0: So their ability
1: to make that association isn't isn't always be, uh, something that they can do within like three minutes. Uh, so dogs anything.
2: will learn from the character from from the visuals of other you know body language basically mm-hmm. of other dogs. But they'll also learn from the body language of people as well.
3: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: so, I mean, they're they're reading you at all times. I mean, it's like, you know.
1: Definitely. Yep. When you come home and you're in a bad mood and you walk in the door, your dog knows it just based on your body language. You're tense. Your pupils are dilated.
3: You're probably giving off pheromones that, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had a really good story about that. I was looking after a friend's dog um, once, and I, I'd had a really bad journey back to her house. I was dog sitting for her, and this dog um, absolutely loved me. I had a great relationship with her. But I walked in the door, and I was I was just really grumpy, and she wouldn't come anywhere near me. And I was like, "What's wrong with her?" And I suddenly realised that I was just I had this bad mood, and the minute I dropped it, I was like, "Oh god, I'm really sorry." She went running up to me. So they just so pick up on everything thing that you do and everything that you feel. And so you can't lie to your dogs, you know. They'll, they'll know the underlying mood that you have.
2: So you talk a lot about the uh, Tellington Tea Touch in the book, of course, uh, The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. And again, it's put out by Hubble and Hattie. And you can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the Tellington Tea Touch in regards to wolves and dogs, um, Tony. So we're going to take a little break and we come back. We'll continue on with Tony Shelbourne. She's the author of of the truth about wolves and dogs. And again, it's put out by Hubble and Hattie. It's dispelling the myths of dog training. And you can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. You can actually go to her Facebook, the truth about wolves and dogs. She's also at hashtag Tony Shelbourne. But the number right now is 866 606 talk If you're the number five caller, the fifth caller to call into Zach Buten, our producer at the network, He's going to send you a copy of the book. And uh, compliments of Tony Shelbourne and, of course, Hubble and Hattie. The truth about wolves and dogs. We'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about Tellington T-Touch and a couple other questions. But if you have a question for Tony Shelbourne, she's going to be with us for a couple more minutes. So give us a call. 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Fifth caller is getting a complimentary copy of the book. The truth about wolves and dogs. Call now. This is talking pets. I'm John Patch. Kelly Ann Payne and Amanda Page. The truth about wolves and dogs
0: Jungle deep. Deep, 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 deep. When I talk about exotic animals, I am not talking about goats and salamanders. No. This is Dr. Jones of the Jungle Deep Podcast. On my show, we explore the jungle, searching for the most exotic, most endangered animals on Earth. If you love nature and our creatures like I do, listen to Jungle Deep. Dungle deep, 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 deep. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio. (laughs) PetLifeRadio.com.
2: again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch.
1: I'm Kellyanne Payne. And Amanda Page. This
2: book, actually, The Truth About Wolves and Dogs, is a critique of traditional dog training and all the myths surrounding it, prompting the reader to look again at why we do certain things with our dogs. It corrects out-of-date theories on alpha status and dominance training which has been so prominent over the years and allows you to consider dog training afresh in order to reevaluate your relationship with your canine companion, ultimately achieving a partnership based on mutual trust, love, and respect. Congratulations to uh, Darcy in Spokane, Washington. She's getting a copy of the book, Compliments from Tony Shelbourne, The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. We're speaking with Tony right now live from London but if you have a question, the number is 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. And, Tony, i got a question for you briefly about the Tellington Tea touch but uh, Bob is calling in from Duluth, Minnesota, and he's got a question for you as well. Bob, what's your question for Tony? And Hi, by the way. Okay, well, it's actually two questions, and I, I can't wait to get the book. I, I was the one that called earlier. so Congrats. But, yeah, thanks. I can't wait to see it. But there, there's two questions. First of all, she, she brought up the awareness that, Gee, you know, who thought there was are there wolves in England, first of all? And did, did they have the problem we have in the States where they actually put them on, in Minnesota particularly, did they put them on the endangered species and in Minnesota now they're allowing them to hunt the wolves? Yeah, what's your opinion about that, Tony, in terms of the wolf, you know, population? Yeah.
3: Well, firstly, to answer Bob's first question, no, we don't have wolves in the wild in the UK, unfortunately, anymore. I was all hunted to, you know, extinction in 1745 or something ridiculous like that. Oh. Um, You know, I've heard so much report from friends who work with wolves. and um, I, you know, obviously follow the, um, the fact that they've come off the endangered species list and, and the problems that's causing. And it's... It's so difficult for me to hear because, one, I understand that ranchers have problems, but there are so many ways that we can control wolves and we can deal with these problems other than going out and hunting them. I mean, in Europe, we do a lot of things like uh, herd protection dogs, um, fladgery. Have you heard of fladgery? So it's like um, a, a really simple fence with flapping red strips of material. that the wolves are absolutely frightened of and they won't go through. You know I understand that in America that you obviously farm a lot differently than we do in in the in Europe and you 've got so much more space in it that that causes differences so it really would be people would have to change the whole way of of managing their livestock really, and if they could do that, then you know there would be less predation on on the on the herds because the wolves could be controlled by you know the, the herd protection dogs keeping the, the the wolves away from the stock. I mean, it's cut the high herd protection dogs can t- cut down hunting from wolves onto the the herd by about ninety five percent just by having these big powerful dogs living out with the with the herds. And I and I know that it's starting to happen in the states. Friends of mine have, have been importing dogs into the states to ha- for that to happen. So I'm, I really hope that happens more.
2: And Bob, you're going to love this book too, And uh, Bob and Duluth, because there's so much information in here. And I, I've got one more question for you, Tony, before we say goodbye. And Bob, thanks for the call. And, and Watch your mail for the book, because that's going to be coming out to you. But there's a lot of information in here about the myths, the legends, and the history of dog training. The truth about the Alpha. Uh, Is my dog dominant or in pain? And it talks about hurts and so on and so forth. How to understand your dog. How to have a happy dog in the household. And so much more. But she also, Tony Shelburne gets into the Tellington T-Touch. And tell us just a little briefly real quick about that, Tony, and how you use it.
3: So the turning to touch is a very different way of working with your dog. So we look at posture because we know that posture affects behaviour. So if your dog is out of balance physically, so for example, if it's had a fright and it's holding tension because it's frightened, it can get locked into a pattern. So that, so for example, if you hold tension in the hindquarters and the tail, the dogs are often quite full of noises or situations or dogs approaching them. So if we can change that posture, put them back into a confident posture, then those behaviour or diminish or disappear without actually having to behaviour modification training. So it's all about physical, mental, and emotional balance. And we use tools like body work, so moving the skin in in circles, lifts, and strokes. We use uh, equipment like um, body wraps, or you, you you guys probably heard a lot of the thunder shirts now, which would oh, developed yeah. from the Detouch body body wraps. And we'll use a, another tool called the groundwork, which is sets of obstacles that we ask dogs to move through very slowly, accurately, and in balance. And we know we get serotonin releases. And, and everything we do with the dogs is non habitual whether it's the moving of the skin or moving the whole bodies through this groundwork. And, and you know, we can then really tap into that, getting that posture right. Because you know, and, and everybody knows, if you're feeling not very good physically, it totally affects how you deal emotionally and mentally with everything so we teach the dog to be able to act rather than react in a situation so we can change their perception of what they think is scary or what they're reacting to
2: well live from london tony shelburne the author of the truth about wolves and dogs from Hubble and Hattie, you can find it in bookstores, you can find it online, you can visit her Facebook, which is The Truth About Wolves and Dogs, and you can also check her out at hashtag Tony Shelbourne to become one of her Twitter followers. And there's information on our website, TalkinPets.com as well. Tony Shelbourne, thanks so much for joining us. It was a great honor and a great pleasure. Love talking to you. Oh,
3: you're welcome. I've absolutely loved it, and thank you for everyone who supported and brought the book, and I hope they really enjoy it.
2: Give our best to everybody in London.
3: Yes, fantastic. I will.
2: And have a drink at us. <laughs> I,
3: will, I will go back to my pins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Tony. <laughs>
3: Bye-bye.
2: That's Tony Shelbourne, the author of The Truth About Wolves and Dogs. And again, it's a great book, some great pictures and great information and a, a lot of interesting information about wolves and dogs, so check it out. And it's put out by Hubble and Hattie. That's kind of cool, huh, talking to Tony in London? Yeah.
1: No, she's I was spot on. I was like... Yeah, you were you were loving over her. Here. Yeah,
2: if our video was working right now on our webcam, you'd be you'd be able to see actually Kellyanne because you were doing you, I was like, yeah. you had your pom poms yeah. out every time that Tony spoke, <laughs> so that's cool. Well, congratulations to the winners that got a copy of the book. You know, we're working actually on a promotion with um, another book out there, and the book is called Hounded. It's by Matt Seiselman, and it's actually the lowdown on life from three dachshunds. It's a memoir, and. Uh, What we're going to do is send out from Center Street and, of course, the author, Matt Cecilman, a copy of the book. If you just call right now, be the first call to call into Zach Butin, our producer. And the book, Hounded, is yours. It's put up on Matt Cecilman. Just compliments of the show and, of course, the publishing company and Matt Hounded is the name of the book. Call right now and the book is yours. 866-606-8255. The first call, 866-606-TALK. I'm John Patch.
1: Kellyanne Payne, And Amanda Page. Speaking new to
2: your pets and help control that pet population, we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks for joining us here on this hour of Talking Pets.
0: Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.